We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome into the LakersNation.com live postgame show slash podcast. What a win for the Los Angeles Lakers beating the Denver Nuggets, the number three seed in the Western Conference Denver Nuggets. The Lakers beat them 126 to 108 without Anthony Davis for the second half. Anthony Davis dealing with a foot issue. Sounds like it's nothing severe, according to Dave McMenamin of ESPN. So hopefully Bullet has been dodged there, but no Anthony Davis for the second half. The Lakers were down one at halftime and run away with the game in the second half, winning the fourth quarter 33 to 20 to put away the Denver Nuggets, which was what an incredible performance by the Lakers. Certainly one of the best wins of the season. You know, when you have a star go down, what you need is a lot of guys to step up. You need a lot of, it can't just be one guy. It's got to be a lot of players stepping up in order to uh, fill that void. And now you've got, a performance like this where we saw Thomas Bryant. What a game from him. 21 points, six boards, filling in for Anthony Davis, two steals. He was everywhere, sprinting up and down the floor, every possession. Russell Westbrook, triple-double, 15, 11, and 12 for Russell Westbrook. 16 points for Austin Reeves, some timely plays. He's extremely efficient, five of nine shooting from the field, two of five from three. Even Patrick Beverly got in on the act, right? 10 points, four boards, five assists for Pat, four of six shooting, two of three from deep. The Lakers as a team, 53% from the field in this one, forcing 19 turnovers onto the Denver Nuggets. The Lakers even won the offensive rebounding battle 11-9. to And, of course, let's not forget LeBron James. Those tough shots that he took uh, against the Celtics that were not falling, they started dropping in this one. Some of the fading away shots from, uh, from 20 feet, knocking those in. 13 for 20 shooting in the game, 30 points, 9 boards, 4 assists, 2 steals. Again, what a performance for the Lakers and much needed coming off of that that Celtics loss, um, a game where it felt like the Lakers had it in hand and then they fumbled it away. You could see the determination on the Lakers. Once they got up in the game, they said, nope, not happening this time. We are walking away with the win. And that's exactly what they did. This team needed this win so, so badly. And their performance, being able to step up like that without Anthony Davis, absolutely incredible. I don't think anybody would have predicted that the Lakers would win this game once it was announced that Anthony Davis would not be coming back 
in in the second half. And we did see a brief period there, the first few minutes, like say four minutes or so of the third quarter where the Lakers looked kind of in shock and the Nuggets went out on a quick run and it looked like, uh oh, this is this is trouble. The Nuggets are going to run away with this thing. Um, you could see where the Lakers were kind of a little discombobulated, a little bit uh, concerned. Uh-oh, Anthony Davis isn't here. Now what do we do? And it was like, as they played through it, they suddenly gained the confidence that, no, we're, we're good. We can still win this thing. And that's exactly what they did. All right, I'm going to get into some of your questions and comments. So if you're coming in from YouTube, from Facebook, from Twitter, welcome in. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, make sure you are subscribing over on Apple Podcasts and give us that five-star rating and review as well. Let's get into some of these comments. Um, Senpai said, can't wait to hear how this game is Bron's fault. Um, LeBron's fault because they won. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's it's he played a major, major role in getting this win. Give him all the credit in the world. Um, this was a great performance out of, out of LeBron James hitting some really tough shots. I don't know if I, if I trust him to hit those shots every single night, because a few of them, I'd like to see them come in a little bit better flow of the offense, but nonetheless, he knocked down the timely shots and I'm not going to, I'm not going to be critical on this one. This was a great feel good performance by the Lakers. Gotta love what we saw out of them tonight. Gabriel. Austin Reeves needs some help, but Kuz, who's shooting 32% from three, is not it. Lakers fans will be calling for his head again. It, see, Kyle Kuzma shooting, let's say he's shooting 32, 34%. It's a little bit different if you're playing the four, if you're a big, that tends to lower the percentage that you need to shoot in order to get the respect from the defense. Nonetheless, they just need somebody with size. They need somebody who's 6'8", who can switch defensively. Um, who can rebound the basketball. And you'd have to imagine on this Lakers team, Kuzma would get more open looks. Um, again, that's not to say that's not concerning if he's shooting 32% from three, but overall skill set wise, he's essentially what you're looking for. And then you would have to have some trust that the three-point percentage would indeed come up. Uh, Jillian, LeBron last four games, 30 points on 55% shooting. He's the GOAT. Look, he was, he was excellent uh, again tonight. I thought... He made some questionable decisions uh, against the Celtics late, but in this one, I, I loved it. Uh, I loved what we saw to LeBron. I loved that he kind of, you saw that the attitude from LeBron was, I'm, you know, I'm not letting us lose this. And that was that same attitude from the entire team. It really went through the entire roster, which was absolutely fantastic to see. Always winning. Russ MVP. You know, Russ was not good to start this game. He had four turnovers in the first half and none the rest of the way through. It was like AD went out and Russ said, I'm here. I'm going to step up. I'm going to help you out. I love Russ's passing. Uh, again, he got a triple-double in this one. Passing the ball, he was fantastic. I thought he did a really great job hitting cutters. We saw him hit LeBron a couple of times on cuts to the basket. Thomas Bryant, same thing. Um, he took a few shots that you know, you'd quibble over and, and things of that nature, the, the, the fading away one-legged shots. But nonetheless, I thought Russ was overall a, a positive for the Lakers in this one after a very rocky start. Um, the beginning of this game didn't look like we were going to get a big rust performance uh, or a good rust performance. And then once we got into the second half, they really needed just the force that he played with the energy that he played with in this game. Uh, Bruce Chang, great win tonight. Hope AD is all right. This team still needs a trade. The lack of weapons still stands. 100%. 100%. Look, this, this does not mean that you can just go, well, okay, the Lakers are good. No, no reason to trade. Everything's fine. This team's never losing again. Now, this was a good night, no question. But you still need a trade to add firepower. What, what this night should be 
for the front office is proof that they're close. Proof that this team is legitimately good and deserves a boost, deserves a little bit of help coming in via the trade market. That's what this, this should not be, oh, this team's set, we're good, no reason to make a move now. This should be, this team is close enough to where we should go and do something here and do something significant. And and I don't think that they needed this game to prove that. I think the front office has probably already seen that because it's hard to deny when we've seen this team play. But nonetheless, I think this just confirms that, hey, these guys can do something if you give them the pieces to, to do so. Especially, I mean, look, the guys started knocking down threes and the game suddenly looks so much better for the Lakers. Who knew? You get players who can hit some threes out there and next thing you know, you're, uh, you're winning ball games. Uh, by the way, let, let's give a shout out to Max Christie. 16 minutes tonight. The 19-year-old rookie. I thought he played well. Six points, two of three from deep. I'm not going to assume that he's going to shoot that percentage from three every night or anything, but uh, rebounding the basketball, just defending, doing the little things. I liked what we saw out of him, and it's 6-5. I don't blame uh, Darvin Ham at all for turning to Max Christie over Kendrick Nunn. Uh, Max, I think he his skill set fits better than what Kendrick Nunn provides right now, this version of Kendrick Nunn anyway, that we're getting at the moment. Mike E., when the Lakers look good, it's the defense leading to offense and the bench playing well. Those were difference makers when they won the championship. Uh, Good observation. And yes, the Lakers' offense largely is fed by their defense. When they get stops, they can be pretty deadly in transition. It's when they can't get stops and they're forced to play in the half court that the lack of shooting can really become a big problem because, as we saw in the first half, how often do the Nuggets uh, double AD or double or really crack down in the post and the Lakers would swing, 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 and the ball would find its way into the hands of Patrick Beverly? That wasn't by accident. That was by design by the Nuggets trying to make sure that he was the guy that had to shoot. And to Pat's credit, he knocked down some shots tonight. But that's ultimately what the Lakers need is if you don't have the shooting, well, you need to get out and run. So you can generate points at a high efficiency level without having the three-point shooting out there. And again, the Lakers didn't shoot poorly from three tonight, 36%. If they shot 36% every night, I would take that. That's just fine. No problem. League average, you'd be in really good shape. Um, But the bench and the other guys all stepping up and the defense really digging in against Jokic, against the Nuggets, um, it made the difference in this one. Again, their offense is largely fed by their defense. Florence says Reeves new nickname is John Wick silent, but deadly. See when I was a kid, silent, but deadly meant something very, very different. Um, I don't know if I can go with John Wick as a new name either uh, for, for Austin Reeves. Not that I think it's a terrible one, but I don't know. I usually like alliteration a, a, a bit more, something like that. V8 tracks. I hope the Lakers don't do something dumb and trade Reeves. Now they absolutely should not trade Austin Reeves. I think they've really got something in him. Um, I think that there's they're in the driver's seat to keep him this summer, even though they should have given him a three-year deal right out of the gates, like pretty much every other team in the NBA would have to give them more upside in another year of him on a cheap contract. But nonetheless, um, they're in good shape in terms of keeping him this summer and then moving forward from there. I also I would not would not trade him. He's uh, he's been too good and he fits too well with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Mama mentality, great comfort win. We needed it after that ugly loss to the Celtics. Hope AD is okay and he doesn't miss games. We're down bigs. Also, Thomas Bryant for MVP. Uh, 
yeah, look, Thomas Bryant was was absolutely fantastic in this one. AD so far sounds optimistic about this foot issue that is nothing severe. He's going to get an MRI. Next game is Sunday against the Washington Wizards. That's a must-win game because that's a winnable game on your schedule. Um, you got to win that one. So hopefully AD is good to go because I'm not counting on Thomas Bryant to give you 21 points every single day. I mean, who would have predicted? Thomas Bryant drops 21 points and outduels Nikola Jokic. Go, go figure. Sometimes crazy things happen. All right, let's get into our first award of the night. Superstar of the night. The superstar of the night award. Look, Russell Westbrook deserves a ton of credit for what he did, but this has got to go to LeBron James. LeBron, 30 points, nine boards, four assists, two steals, 13 of 20 shooting, incredible efficiency. This was a great performance by LeBron. Um, you don't win without him making some very difficult shots down the stretch. Could have put the Nuggets back into the game had LeBron not been able to stem the tide by scoring those shots. And then you would have been getting a little nervous, right? If LeBron misses those and the Nuggets come back and score, could have put yourself in a very difficult situation where you start reliving those memories of what happened against the 76ers and what happened against the Celtics. So LeBron stepping up and hitting those big shots in crunch time allowed the Lakers to kind of keep the, the Nuggets at bay and make sure that, hey, there's not going to be any comeback this time. So LeBron James gets the Superstar of the Night Award for this one. Dimitri says, and some fools keep saying Thomas Bryant sucks and is a G-leaguer, yet every time he gets decent minutes, he puts up good uh, numbers. He burned Jokic. So Thomas Bryant... I don't think is the long-term answer at the backup center every single night because he's not, he doesn't have quite the size that you want. He's not quite the rim protector that you want him to be. Um, but when he has it going and when he can be against a slower footed big, there's times when he can exploit the fact that he's faster and he can make a difference. There's one play in particular and Thomas Bryant does a great job of just rim running and he rim runs at a very high rate. There was a play where Bryant was behind the play. Um, I think he, th he believed he got fouled. Something happened on the offensive end, and he was at least three, four steps behind Jokic. Jokic is running down the floor, and it looked like it was going to be an easy bucket for Jokic. Bryant just comes, I mean, out of nowhere, catches up to Jokic and actually creates a turnover on the play. He's able to catch up within a few strides, catches Jokic, and turns what would have been a fast-break bucket for the Nuggets into a turnover and the Lakers get the ball going the other way. That speed matters in games and it mattered a lot in this one and it frustrated Jokic. Um, again, I still think you need more rim protection, but maybe it doesn't have to be like a, a Miles Turner. Maybe it could be someone who isn't quite that, that, you know, a 20 million a year player or something like that. It can just be somebody who's got some rim protection as part of their skill set and Thomas Bryant can still be plugged in as, as needed. Tonight was great though. So I'm not trying to, to take anything away from him. He was fantastic tonight. I still would like to see another rim protector off the bench for the Lakers as well, since Damian Jones just hasn't been able to fill that role. Darius, great team win tonight. Absolutely. Look, I talked about it off the jump. Uh, in order to win a game when your star, one of your stars goes down, and that's what Anthony Davis is. He's been the Lakers' best player so far. To win a game in that situation, what you have to do is you have to have multiple players step up. It has to be a true, as Darius says here, a team effort. And that is what we saw from the Lakers tonight. Damn, you know, let me just, that feels so good coming off of that Celtics game and how horrible that felt and to, and to lose that game to the Celtics. To see, to, to feel like even without AD, they learned their lesson, right? 
Like they got, they got a lead, which I wouldn't have predicted, but they got a lead and they didn't let up. They didn't let off the gas pedal. They kept going. They kept fighting. They kept scratching. You could just see it. You could see it from their energy level, just their intensity, the, the body language, all of it said not tonight. That is exactly what we needed to see, what Lakers fans needed to see out of this team. Lou said, that's the kind of hustle and energy we need from our boys on the bench. Way to go, guys. Great work and great dub. Yep. Well said, Lou. Well said. Uh, Carlos, I don't care what y'all say. Russell Westbrook led us to the win. LeBron joined the party once Russ had led the team. Shout out to Bryant, though. Big fella eight. Yeah, look, Russell Westbrook, I think, brought a lot of that energy that snapped them out of the, oh, no, what are we going to do without AD funk? Like Russ was, it was kind of the catalyst I thought to switching them from being in, Oh, well, we're, we're, we're done now without AD. Now we're really in trouble to, Oh no, we, we can win this thing and we're going to prove it. We're going to get out here and, and show something. I think it was Russ's energy uh, in the third quarter that really kind of flipped the switch for the Lakers. So give him a, a ton of credit. Again, the second half for him, you, you don't win this game without Russ. He was good. Uh, he was good. Again, I would have some issues with, with the shot selection a little bit. That wasn't perfect. I thought the first half was not a good Russ half, but his energy made a difference in this game. Uh, Carlos, more minutes for Max Christie, please. Yeah, absolutely. Look, Max, he's not going to be a big scorer, but if he can play good defense, rebound the basketball, and occasionally knock in a three or two, that's that's all you're looking for. That's all you're looking for, right? Remember, when you've got a team with LeBron, with AD, with Russ, all you're looking for, most important, is two things. It's defense and shooting, right? Anything else a guy can bring is, is just extra, right? It's, it's just bonus, right? Um, so if you can get those two things, even if Max Christie doesn't do much else, if he just can occasionally shoot a three and play good solid defense, that's worth something to this Lakers team. And again, to a team that is struggling so much in terms of having enough size, how many times have we seen three and God, sometimes four guards on the floor for the Lakers at the same time, this team needs wings. And if Max Christie can just be serviceable defensively, that, that matters. Um, he's been playing well in the G League. The Lakers gave him an opportunity tonight. He got minutes over Kendrick Nunn, and he took advantage. Credit to him. Credit to a young 19-year-old player in a game against the reigning MVP, and he showed well. Not saying he's a world beater or anything like that, but he did everything you would hope that a 19-year-old would do. He went in there, played within himself. The moments weren't too big for him. Wasn't asked to do too much, but the things he was asked to do, he accomplished. Great to see. Great to see for Max Christie. Uh, Diego, let's talk about Thomas Bryant. I've been saying that all year, Darvin Ham needs to learn, realize his true potential. Shout out to Max. Big shots tonight. Uh, playing better. Yeah, look. So I really liked what we saw out of out of Thomas Bryant in this game. Again, I still think you need a rim protector to, to be able to use that skill set when you need it. But in this game, what Thomas Bryant provided was enough, and he was able to sort of amplify that Russell Westbrook energy, right? Like Russ and Thomas Bryant and Wenyon is like this too when he's on the floor. 
they all kind of feed off of each other's energy. They're all high energy players. And when you put them together, there's this synergy because they all just amp each other up. Um, and so Thomas Bryant was able to, to take that Russell Westbrook energy and amplify it to an even further degree because he brings, he's on that same wavelength, right? I want to run down the court. I'm going to make all the high effort and high energy plays. And Russ is built the same way. So there was that synergy between the two of them. That was, it was great. Jason said, Thomas Bryant continues to show he deserves consistent minutes, but he'll probably get like five minutes next game because Ham is blind with his rotations. I mean, if, if Anthony Davis is hobbled at all, if Anthony Davis isn't a go, Thomas Bryant is starting. Um, nonetheless, I, I do think that, yeah, he deserves probably more minutes. Some nights we see him play like six minutes. He probably needs to be on most nights unless it's super clear that you need a rim protector. Right now, especially with Wenyan out, he probably needs to be 10 plus minutes, maybe 15 more minutes, right? Um, he can be a part of the rotation based on what we've seen tonight. That was fantastic. This one says, God, that was beautifully done. We needed this game. Westbrook, Braun, Christie, Reeves, Bryant all went crazy. Play Christie more. Let's just trade Bev and Nunn for Reddish. Get either Kuz or Bodon, or it should be Boyan, and let's get the chip. So Bev and Nunn is actually too much salary going out to get Reddish. You would have to put somebody else there in it. You could do Nunn for Reddish if you really wanted to. Um, get either Kuz or Boyan. Uh, that's where you'd have to use Bev. You'd have to use Bev in a, in a trade to get, well, you'd have to stack. You could get Kuzma with Beverly's contract. You'd have to stack Beverly and none to get to Boyan. But yeah, look, I mean, if you can add a couple pieces to this team, this is again where this team is showing they've got something. There's something. I think the big this team is not as bad as its record. That's really what we're seeing out of this, this Lakers team. They're not as bad as their record suggests. They fumbled away a few very close games. In fact, if you take Indiana, you take uh, the Celtics game, you take the 76ers game. If you don't fumble the ball on the one-yard line in three games, you're an above 500 team right now. Right now, you're an above 500 team. And I think this team is playing to that level. So they are, again, better than what their record would suggest. The problem is the NBA history is littered with teams who are better than their record suggests. But at some point, you just are what the record says you are. Because that's what's going to determine whether or not you get into the playoffs. So that's why it's so important that the Lakers don't just look better than their record suggests, but they actually start winning games. And so now it's about how can you build off of this win? Can you go in Sunday, maybe without AD, we'll find out what the MRI says tomorrow, and get a win. That's going to be critical for the Lakers on Sunday. Build up some momentum. Parth says, people saying non-contact, but slow replay showed his foot hit slash twisted against Joker's calf. Not a doc, but I think that's better than from planting great win. Agreed. I had the same thought. Again, I'm not a doctor. My wife's out of town right now. She's normally really good with this injury stuff because she has a background uh, in, in uh, physical therapy and, and sports medicine. But um, this, it, it, to me, it looked like it was more of an impact thing than a plant thing, which is typically better unless you, you know broke something or whatever. But I don't think that's, we would have heard already if that was the case. Reginald Thomas said, I know LeBron, LeBron, 30 points, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but that was a complete team effort. Awesome. Reeves, Max, Christie. I don't know what Darvin Ham doesn't like about Thomas Bryant. When Thomas Bryant has a game like this, it's hard not to like what he's doing, right? He's been absolutely, he was fantastic in this game. Absolutely fantastic. All right, let's get into our next award of the night. This is not going to be any surprise. 
star in your role. All right, the star in your role award. It's going to Thomas Bryant. It has to. It has to. He was the energy for this team alongside Russ. 21 points, six boards, two steals, nine of 11 shooting, finishing over Jokic, even knocked in a three. What a performance from TB Thomas Bryant. Again, the Lakers do not win this game without him. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, Zebo said, I hate this LeBron era jersey schedule. Why are we wearing wearing purple at home and white on a Tuesday? I'm in agreement. I, LeBron has nothing to do with it. This is Nike and the NBA. I feel like, you know, old man yelling at clouds or whatever. But if it's me, you wear your road jerseys on the road. You wear your home jerseys at home. You wear the whites on Sunday. And then if you want to throw in an alternate jersey each season, cool. Sprinkle those in throughout the season just for something fun. Right. But like, can we just go back to you wear gold at home? You wear purple on the road, wear your whites on Sundays. Like it's simple. I don't, and the, the, I don't dislike the purple jerseys. It's weird though. When the Lakers go to golden state and they're wearing their gold jerseys, right. Or the Lakers go play Sacramento or something and they're in purple. Like it just, it creates some weird color schemes that I don't, I don't particularly care for. I like the way it used to be, but again, I'm old. So that's kind of like par for the course there. Send pipe said three team trade. Send out Beverly JTA in a second to New York. Okay. Uh, Fournier, Max Jones, and a protected first from New York and an unprotected LA first to Detroit. And you get Boyan, Sadiq Bay, and Reddish. So ultimately, the Lakers are giving up Patrick Beverly, Juan Scano Anderson, a second rounder, and an unprotected first. And you're getting Boyan Bogdanovich, Sadiq Bay, Cam Reddish. Yeah, that would be a deal. I would do that. I would do that. I think Sadiq Bay mitigates my concerns over Boyan's age. So I would, I would do that deal if that was available. Vector, uh, Cam Reddish also helps with that. Vector Nova. Hey, Trevor, do you think we should retain TB? He won't put up these numbers all the time, but he's a nice backup center. And I'm partial to players we draft. Also glad for Max swiping Nunn's minutes. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, you definitely can hang on to him. The question is, what does he get out there on the market? Is it a significantly more than a minimum contract? Um, if you're the Lakers and, and let's say that you're, you have some cap space, maybe we'll see what they do on the trade market, whether or not they have cap space. Could you do like a two or a three-year deal? Could you do, I don't know, three years, 12 million? Would he do something like that? Because then you've got, 
a little bit more future trade flexibility and things. Um, backup bigs, bigs in the NBA in general are not getting paid at a high level, but I, based on what we're seeing right now and given his age, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to hanging on to Thomas Bryant after this season. We'll see where he does, what he does from here. Billy, if the Lakers trade for Kuz, could they pay him Lonnie and AR next year? Uh, yes, they would have bird rights on Kyle Kuzma. So you would still be able to, to pay him even if he opted out because you get his bird rights via that trade. So even if he opts out of his contract, you could still pay him on his next deal. Uh, Lonnie, if you are below the cap, you could use some cap room for him uh, if need be. Or you could try to get him on, say, an early bird rights type deal. Um, no, he would have non-bird rights. You can try to get him on non-bird rights. Maybe you can get him at like $7 million and say, hey, look, we'll give you a little bit more down the road, just shy of $8 million, I believe, that you can give him and then say, you know, once we get your bird rights, we can give you more. I think there might be opportunities there. Austin Reeves is protected by the Gilbert Arenas provision, so the Lakers should be able to retain him. You'll also have early bird rights on him that would allow you to give at least some significant money to him. So I think that it's not a lock, but yes, you would have an opportunity to keep all three of those guys. If Unless some team comes along and offers like Lonnie 15 million or something, then, then there's just not much you can do. Uh, but I think there will be an opportunity to keep all three of them if you were to do that. Reginald, why trade when your best player doesn't even get one shot in overtime? What would a new player get? It's not all about shots. It's about skill set. It's about fit. It's about defense. It's about rebounding. It's about just the Lakers roster imbalance. All of those things are a factor in why you'd want to make a trade here. It's not just, hey, we need somebody who can put the ball in the basket, right? It's about all the other things that you can do as well. That's what's going to be important for the Lakers and why we keep talking about them finding wings and, and how they, they need to do that. Uh, Reginald Thomas, Thomas Bryant, next man up. Yep, he, he got the award. We're calling it the star in your role award this season, but yes. Kid Compton said, one trade away from contenders. What trade would you like to see us make? Bryant needs uh, more minutes. He will go well with Davis and LeBron. Let's get more wins. So I don't know who the Lakers go after, but if I'm LA, I'm, I'm wary of trying to hold out in hope of the superstar deal. You know, the, I mean, we heard today, right? The Damian Lillard, the Kevin Durant, the Bradley Beals, and although even a Zach Levine, I'm just trying to find guys who can fit. Again, go back, big picture. What skill sets do you want alongside LeBron and AD? Three point shooting and defense. That's what you want. Work backwards from there. That's what you want to try to identify in terms of your targets. So if you can do a smaller move, let's say you decide, you know what? Teams are expecting us to give up something in order to move Russell Westbrook. Teams are saying, you must pay us for us to take on Russ. If that's the case, I'm probably not trading Russ. Because if I'm the Lakers, I don't feel like he's a negative. Right? I don't feel like I have to give up something in order to move him. I don't feel like this desperation to get him off the roster. And if teams are still treating him that way, as though the Lakers are desperate to move him, okay, then there's no deal to be had there. So then you go look for something smaller. And you say, okay, what can we find in terms of a wing player, that can shoot a little bit, can defend a little bit, and we could fit inside the salary of Patrick Beverly and maybe Kendrick Nunn combined. What can you do there? And if you can get another big that can protect the rim a little bit in a deal, great. But that's a couple of smaller moves. You're not looking at a superstar. That's what I'm trying to do if I'm the Lakers right now. I'm not, I'm not holding out hope that 
maybe right at the trade deadline, we can call Washington one more time and talk them into trading Bradley Beal. And if we don't get that, oh, well. I'm not doing that if I'm the Lakers. I'm okay with making a smaller move and adding some pieces, even if it's just one pick going out, that's probably the ideal situation, rather than we're going to keep our fingers crossed and hope that we're going to get DeRozan and Vucevic and then hope that they fit perfectly with the Lakers and things like that. You know, if I'm the Lakers again, I'm making the smaller move. And if I can get it done sooner rather than later, I'm doing it. Even if it means you're not going to have the opportunity at the trade deadline to get whatever star might hit the market. Cause I'm not convinced any of them are going to hit the market. Mario Hernandez, Trevor, which team will most likely throw a bone to throw a bone to the Lakers and not ask for a first? I mean, none of them. I think everybody's going to ask for it. Look, the Houston Rockets, right? He got out there. Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon. What's the price? Oh, first-round pick. Josh Richardson, what's the price? First-round pick. Doug McDermott, first-round pick. Jakob Pertl, multiple first-round picks. Miles Turner, first-round picks, right? Like, I don't even know if he's on the market anymore. Everybody's asking prices high right now because we're two months away from the trade deadline. So everybody's asking prices high right now. I don't think there's any team right now calling up Rob Palenka and saying, hey, what you guys did tonight really inspired us. Let us help you. Let us help you. We're going to give you exactly what you need. Here's a three and D wing, and you don't have to give up a first round pick. Nobody's doing that. Everybody's hoping the Lakers will get desperate and will give up multiple first round picks and do something stupid. That's what they're hoping. Uh, this one said, Russ does the intangibles. I'm glad Jeannie kept him. That's a, not unique, but an interesting, um, an interesting take there, right? Because a lot of people have said, and I've said, I would have done the trade the night before media day that apparently was available to get Miles Turner and Buddy Heald in exchange for Russell Westbrook and the picks. I would have done that. Um, but nights like tonight make you think, well, you know what? Keeping Russ wasn't, wasn't so bad. Dante. LA can beat any team in the NBA. They beat Milwaukee, should have beaten Boston. No team wants to face a healthy LeBron and AD in a seven-game playoff series. Ding, 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 Dante. That's exactly why the front office needs to be looking at what can we do to give this team a bit of a boost to put them up, not necessarily making them the one seed. That's, that's probably a bit overly optimistic. But what can we do to give them a puncher's chance? What can we do to get them firmly into the playoffs and then you get into that situation where it's LeBron and AD in a seven game series. And we've got two top 10 players on our team. Let's see what happens. That's what you want. That's what you want. And if you're, and you're just, you're more encouraged to do something like that. When you see performances like the one that we saw tonight, Lenny, our go-to lineup should be AD TB. We haven't seen a lot of that pairing. AD, I've been asking for it, AD and TB, but we haven't seen a lot of that pairing. Braun Reeves and Lonnie. These other bums exclude Russ are killing us nightly. They've had a number of players that have performed that have underperformed relative to expectations. Uh, Kendrick Nunn being the, the poster child of that and Patrick Beverly as well. Uh, Pat again, Pat was fine. Just was just fine tonight, but uh, you do need, this is why we saw Darvin Ham stick with five players for the entire fourth quarter in the last game against the Celtics. Cause he just didn't have a lot of guys that he could trust off the bench. That's one of the things that you also need in a trade. You need to improve your depth a little bit so that you've got guys that you know you can count on out there. Um, 
I think Thomas Bryant is going to be matchup dependent, whether or not you can go with Anthony Davis and Thomas Bryant together on the floor. It'll be matchup dependent, but I'd like to see them experiment more with that because that's aside from Damian Jones, who's not getting minutes anyway, that's the one situation where you can say Anthony Davis is the five, right? I mean, if Wenyon's on the floor, he's probably going to be seen as the four, at least in terms of how other teams defend them. And AD is going to be the five, but Thomas Bryant is the five. AD would be the four if the two of them are on the floor. So it's, it's worth exploring having the two true bigs out there. And I'd like to see more of it. Christian said, great game. Gr glad they kept the intensity till the game was out of reach with this win. What do we need for a trade? If it was Bev, none, one protected pick, who's the wish. So if it's protected, if you can, uh, the Lakers already offered it, but Detroit said no, but Bogdan Bogdanovich would make a lot of sense if it's a protected pick, if it's, especially if it's heavily protected, which was the rumor. I understand why Detroit said no. They probably feel like they can get a protected pick on February 9th if they want it. So no reason to say yes to that right now, but that would probably be best case. If it's Kuzma, you're looking at at least an unprotected first. Um, yeah, if it's a protected, Bogdanovich makes a lot of sense. Tylee Bradshaw. If I'm the Lakers, I would rather just get Buddy healed and wait for Miles Turner in the offseason. And if bad goes to worse and you need a big, you can go ahead and get Jay Huff. The problem with that is that if you get Buddy healed, bye-bye cap space for the summer to sign Miles Turner. Because you're only going to have, best case, like $30 million in cap space. Best case. And Buddy Heald's going to make twenty. So let's say you trade Patrick Beverly and Kendrick Nunn and you bring back Buddy Heald. Great. Patrick Beverly and, Buddy and Nunn are expiring. So those contracts aren't on the books for next year. Buddy Heald would be. So instead of $30 million, now you got 10. You're not getting Miles Turner for that. So that's the problem is if you do that, you're taking yourself out of the Miles Turner race. If you if that's the plan, you're not going to be able to get him uh, if you bring in a Buddy Heald. Now, if you could find a shooter that's on an expiring contract, then okay, then off you go. But Buddy healed himself because his deal goes another year would um, stop you from being able to sign Miles Turner to a contract that he's worth. Uh, Sheik Davis said, any update on AD? Hopefully it's not serious. I haven't seen any, you know, other than the Dave McMenamin report that we got. I haven't been checking on Twitter to see what's, what's out there. But other than Dave's report that it's believed to not be serious, um that there's going to be an MRI though that's all we're working off of right now um Dave also reported Darvinham termed Anthony Davis's injury as a foot issue x-rays were administered team would have more information on his injury tomorrow um again he also had a source familiar with Davis's injury said he's experiencing discomfort in his foot but the hope is he didn't suffer anything severe so that's really the best we could hope for as of this moment is that the belief is that it's not severe. And then hopefully the MRI tomorrow will confirm that it's, it's nothing severe. All right, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, Johnny said Bev, Lonnie and Boyan. Oh, Bev and Lonnie for Boyan Bay, none and JTA and Jones for coups. We're well, not getting that second one. Uh, Bev and Lonnie for buying that, that might be enough to get it done. But the second one, I mean, I guess if you put in both picks, maybe you can get coups for that. I don't know. But in any event, uh, Bev and Lonnie for Boyan, that may get it done. Um, second part, I don't think, unless you're willing to really pay with draft capital. 
All right, let's see what else we've got here. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is coming at man. That was just such a great win. I'm, I'm like, I'm already kind of thinking ahead about what I'm going to master lock from this game. Like, it's such a positive. I don't have that many negative things to be upset about with this one because it was such a massively positive game for the Lakers and they got the win. James Bell said, Braun is playing like a man who knows he's not the number one option, but knows he puts a lot of work into his game and doesn't care about Lakers fans' opinion. Well, yeah, I don't think LeBron cares about fan opinion. I think that's absolutely correct. I don't think LeBron cares what fans necessarily think of him. Um, is he playing like someone who knows he's not the number one option? I don't think LeBron even wants to be that. I don't, I mean, the first thing LeBron did when Anthony Davis came to LA years ago was to ask for the offense to run through him. LeBron has been wanting this. It's why the Lakers went and got Dennis Schroeder, take some of the burden off LeBron. That wasn't working out. They go and get Russ, take some of the burden off of LeBron. He's been trying for a while now to kind of pass the torch, right? He's been hoping to be able to do that. And so like saying he's not the number the number one option, I don't think he wants to be. I don't think he wants to be right now. Um, and that's fine. That's that's very self-aware of him if that's what the way he really does see things. Uh, and he does put a lot of work into his game. And he was, was big tonight. He came up big. He was fantastic. Super dope hip-hop. Many people take what Braun is doing for granted. It's unprecedented for someone in year 20 with more minutes than everyone but Kareem. And after a slow first eight games, the last 13 games are all NBA level, 28, 8, and 6. Two steals, blocks, 51, 38, 70%. And his percentages, plus 38. Yeah, he's fantastic. Look, LeBron is great for As much as like we might criticize LeBron for defensively, he's maybe lost a step there. He's getting blown by a little bit more. Um, he's not getting the foul calls at the rim. Part of that is, I think he's being officiated poorly this season, but part of it is also teams aren't really respecting him at the basket anymore quite to the same degree they are they're not feeling like they have to foul him to stop him so that's part of it too i'm not lebron's not the same guy he was five years ago not that he's expected to be but he is putting up some really incredible numbers and when he has a night like tonight he can have some frustrating nights too but he is absolutely breathtaking he can be amazing out there all right maddie james Loved the AR chance. Also, props to a lot of guys stepping up in the absence of AD and continuing playing defense in the fourth. Yeah, Austin Reeves was getting getting chance from the crowd. Loved seeing it and loved the way everybody stepped up and said, you know what? We're not out of this thing. No AD. We're still going to get this thing done. And Matty James also adds in, loved the way Russ controlled the fourth and got guys involved. Yeah, he absolutely did. He absolutely did help control the, the fourth quarter, getting guys involved. He looked a little bit frustrated. I'm curious to see if anything comes out in the post game. He looked a little bit frustrated that Darvin pulled him um, with about, what was it, about five minutes to go in the fourth. Darvin Ham pulled him, which I thought was actually the right move at the time to get him a little bit of a breather and maybe settle the game down. Like they had enough of a lead to where the way you're going to lose it 
is if you start to play a little out of control and you turn the ball over or if you take some bad shots. And those are all things that Russ can do. He was playing well, but he can also shoot you out of games. He can turn the ball over. Um, and so I thought that subbing him out right there was the right moment. And then he was able to put him back in once the Lakers lead was up and everything. So he can look at it and say, well, it was just getting him a rest, right? Uh, super dope hip hop. Bryant, no per 36 for what it's worth, but 23, 10, 2, 1, and 2 on 75% true shooting. Yeah, he was fantastic. Fantastic stuff from Thomas Bryant tonight. Loved seeing that out of him. Just a great performance. I mean, he plays with so much energy, so much enthusiasm. Always great to see a guy like that. Um, SR37 said, going to cr- cut Palenka some slack on excessive guards. We couldn't have known which ones would be the most reliable at the start. Every option had flaws. Now with the sample, a move should be made for balance. I don't know how much of it was that. Was, hey, we don't know which ones are going to work out, so let's just grab a bunch of them. I think it was they were expecting a Russell Westbrook trade to happen. And that's why the roster is so guard heavy because the expectation was that at least one of the guards was going to be moved. And it was going to be Russ. And then that didn't take place. And so now you're stuck with the team with has, with has too many guards for the time being until they do make a trade. I think it was more that than we don't know which of these guys are going to actually work out. So let's just get a bunch of them and then we'll figure it out once we see which ones work and which ones don't. Uh, Gary, front office should act fast. Boyan Bay, a first. Beverly and none. Uh, and then Cam Fournier and a first protected for Max Jones, then wait for Kyrie and Kuz in the summer. Uh, well, if you make those trades, you're not going to have any spending power in the summer. But Max and Jones, that's not enough salary going out for Cam and Fournier. And I, I've been said many times that if Evan Fournier is coming back to the Lakers, the Lakers should be compensated for that contract for next year. He's out of the Knicks rotation making 18 million this season, more than 18 million next season. It's like 18.8 next season. Um, that's you. The Knicks would have to give the Lakers something, I think, um, in exchange for taking on that contract. And I don't know that Cam Reddish is enough for it. Um, unless you've got, okay, I see the way you've got it written here. It's got the first coming to the Lakers in that. That makes it more interesting. But again, it's not enough salary going out of LA to make that really work. But Boyan and Bay for a first Bev and none. Yeah, I would, I would do that. I don't know if the Pistons would, the rumor is they want a first for just Sadiq Bay and they want a first for uh Boyan. Of course though, again, we're almost two months away from the trade deadline. So teams, their asking prices are sky high because they, they know they're going to get negotiated down and they don't want to start low already. They're going to set that bar high and then have that room to get negotiated down and still get, what it is that they want out of it. Uh, Davion said Reddish and Fournier shouldn't be out of the Knicks rotation. Are we forgetting that Fournier was fourth and most made threes last season and played 80 games? That's the hope. If you trade for, for Fournier is that so far it's just been an, a off shooting season shooting 33% from three is not really what he is. What he is is a much better shooter. And as time goes on, there will be that regression to the mean where he will up his percentage and then you can get a player who maybe the Knicks have to give up something in order to move off that, that contract. And so you get something on that side by getting you know, some sort of draft capital or whatever. Plus you get a player who's actually better than what he was for the Knicks. That's what you're hoping for is that what boy, what if you trade for Fournier, you're hoping that what he's done this season is not who he truly is and better days lay ahead. 
James Bell. The pass Russ threw to LeBron was uh, for Reeves. Check it. Okay, I'll have to go back and look and see if that, that was indeed the case. Avi B, I've had NBA League Pass for 10 years. I've seen winning basketball, turning Beverly and Nunn into a championship team while keeping Russ is alchemy. Uh, he won't let us win. Can't have the cake and eat it too. It's. I'm concerned about Russ come playoff time. What happens in playoff basketball? Can Russ still do these things flying up and down the court when the game slows down? I don't know. If I'm the Lakers, I'm still listening on the trade front for Russ. And you have to be. But I also don't feel desperate to move him because we've seen enough success, particularly with his passing. The shooting numbers aren't great. You look at his uh, per 100 possession stats. It suggests he's kind of still the same guy as last year. Defense is a little bit better, though, and the passing is better. But I think that's enough to where you shouldn't feel this great sense of urgency to pay something just to get him off your roster. I think that's where we're at. All right, let's finish things up with our favorite award of the night. I don't even know what I'm going to go with. I'm going to have to think on my feet here. Here we go. Master Lock of the Night. The Master Lock of the Night. So we take whatever was the most annoying thing from this particular game and we put it in the Master Lock. I think the only thing really that I can think of that is such a negative, it's it's Anthony Davis um, injuring his foot. Took It's the the one dark cloud in an otherwise sunny sky from an incredible game, a feel-good game. But in the back of our minds, we kind of have to think, mm, what's going to happen when that injury report comes out for Anthony Davis? We're all going to be on pins and needles waiting to hear what the official word is after the MRI. Hopefully that comes tomorrow. I know the MRI will, will happen tomorrow, but hopefully we get word on what the MRI says tomorrow. So that's that has to get my master lock of the night. It's Anthony Davis's injury. Hopefully, hopefully it turns out everything's fine and he can even play on Sunday. That would certainly be ideal. Uh, John said, can't take credit for this trade idea. Saw it on Fanspo, but love to get your thoughts. LA gets Burks, Ubre, and Washington. Okay, I like that. Pat Bev to the Hornets. Uh, Pat Bev, Hornets, Will Barton, uh, and a second to the Pist. Oh, the... So the Hornets get, I'm thinking, the way this is written is, is odd, but I'm thinking the Hornets get Pat Bev and Will Barton and a second. That's what I'm assuming is happening there. But for Ubre and Washington, one second to the Pistons, and then none and seconds. So the Lakers get Burks, Ubre, and Washington. I'm, I'm confused by the way this is written, but... The Lakers get Burks, Ubre. Oh, Washington Wizards. I was thinking PJ Washington because the Hornets were involved. That's what it is. Okay. All right. Get Pat Bev. The Hornets get Will Barton. And a second. The Pistons get none. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's that's a, a cheap deal that gets you some shooting, gets you a wing. That makes sense now. Got it. Yeah, I, I would not be opposed to doing something like that. You're not having to pay a lot in terms of draft capital going out, and you're still landing some rotation players who can do what you need in terms of giving you a little bit of size on the wing. Burks provides a little bit of shooting. Uh, I think Burks did get injured tonight. I saw something tonight about him perhaps going to the locker room. I, I didn't follow up on it. I don't know exactly what happened there, so that may matter. But yes, as the chat mentions, a four-team trade is very unlikely. We usually say three-team deals are where, where trades go to die. 
14 Beal is just going to be that much more. But but that's it. That's that's not a bad one. All right. Bottom line, Lakers get one of the biggest wins of the season. I don't think it's there, but I think the Bucs game was the best win of the season because both teams were playing at such a high level, playoff level basketball, and the Lakers prevailed. Um, but this was a fantastic win. This was a much needed win. This was a fun win to see the team pick up the energy with Anthony Davis out and get the job done. Lakers Nation, boy, we needed that one. All of us did. I mean, the team did. They needed it for the standings. But fans, man, we we needed this win after coming off of that horrible loss to the Boston Celtics. So, so glad to see this team step up in this scenario. All right, everybody. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Make sure you do head over to LakersNation.com for all of the latest Lakers news. And of course, subscribe to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel and podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.